Welcome to the second episode in our podcast series. I'm Catherine McEwen, and I'm delighted to be talking with Carol Duncan on how we can support you right now in the amazing work you're doing as health workers. It's all about helping you survive and thrive. Our topic today is reflections. Hi, Carol. Hi, Catherine. How are you? I'm great. So since our last episode, what's happened to you that's led to this week's topic? Well, um, I think reflecting on our um, jokes from last time, um, I, I've, um, I've just remembered uh, another one that has come up. Uh, remember I was talking about um, me uh, seeing this guy, you know, with the best uh, PPE equipment on, and then I ended up, you know, thinking that, you know, my life was going to end. Well, um, this has sort of followed on. That, and I, you know, I kid you not, this is from a friend from last week said my son was just at the supermarket and was confronted by a man in an underwater diving mask with full oxygen tank on his back shopping saying this is the best way to shop this may surpass you when you were walking with the asbestos man <laughs> definitely i hope the oxygen was turned on though <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i don't know so there you go all things um, happening in this crazy crazy world um, but, but also I just wanted to reflect back again, which is what the theme is today, that um, um, six weeks ago, my cousin from England told me that she was in hibernation. And I burst out laughing and said, for goodness sake, it, 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 you got the wrong word. It's isolation. It's not hibernation. You're not a hedgehog. And they're not going to leave milk on your doorstep. Well, here we are. A few weeks later, not only do we have the headline saying hibernation, um, but we also have people leaving milk on the doorstep. So, you know, she, she, was, a, she was ahead of the game, I tell you. She was. <laughs> well, that story. takes me back to my childhood in Wales where the milkman always came and, and um, reminds me actually of an amazing story that my aunt in Wales told me the other day. Um, apparently she was, um, this was before lockdown, she was walking in the Brecon Beacons in the Welsh mountains and you won't believe this, but she actually bumped into God. <laughs> she said, God, what are you doing here? And God said, working from home. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we have to get serious now, Carol. So, um, right. well, you've, well, been, um, you've been a coaching CEOs and, and senior clinicians in the National Health Service for many years, including right now. And um, so what we're hoping you're going to do today is to share with us some of the reflection techniques that you use both personally and that you've seen others use really successfully. Yes, indeed. And um, I think... Um, I would like to premise this by some of my conversations from last week and over the weekend of people who are leading hospitals, trying to give the best that they can. And um, my, my question to them um, has always been, well, let's just reflect for a minute. Let's just stop. Let's just reflect. 
And if you had any words that can just sum up this last week for you, what would they be? And I mean, obviously, that's just a general technique to just say, well, how's the week been? Because sometimes that's, you know, that's as much as most of them can do. And, you know, if I say, where is your focus of attention? Um, well, they don't say, well, where do you think? <laughs> um, uh, well, you know, that's a little thing that's going on that's preoccupying our whole lives. Well, actually, um, through all of this, when you filter down, um, well, it's a technique that I learned 20 years ago, and it was purely a, a visual where I put my head over to the back of my, ha my, my, my neck, and I thought, what is it from what, I'm, what I've learned over the last um, week, year, life, whatever, bring it forward, absolutely into the front of your face and say what is it from the past that I'm now bringing to today but what of today am I putting here that is of benefit for then where I want to go and what we try to do is to then get a little bit of all the interference that's out so that we can focus our attention on what is it from the past because it's no good reflecting and saying you know well I had a lovely meal and wasn't that great you know and that's it there's something about a benefit of the learning in being able to know what you bring into your focus that then you put on the table that can then bring a sense of what it is from that that you can take and ignite or galvanize your energy whatever to the future and I was just reminded by a couple of clients last week that they suddenly felt that they were doing that. And from that technique, and can I quote, um, the start, there was, and, and, and this isn't me, um, how about this one? Um, I learnt courage is not an absence of fear, it's fear walking. Oh, beautiful. How about that? Mm -hmm. um, and the other, um, a person who's um, just lost a first member of staff. I mean, real, real reflective practice of, well, what are we learning from last weekend we can then place now? And, um, of course, one of the clear things is that, um, it's probably from Susan David's work, um, it's not a light you can just switch it on to say, well, come on then, folks, you know, we, you know the show must go on. Well, you know, let's, let's keep going. Uh, let's show the bright side. Let's show the positive side. The thing. We cannot, at this moment, switch a light on and make it just happen all again, all nice hunky-dory. So don't give me any of the positive. To, it's real but let's see if we can work with our conversation, with our stories, with our narrative, to look at beyond that to see what we can find. And if that makes sense, I just thought that was a beautiful, you know, I can't just switch the light back on. Mm. I thought it was just a beautiful process that they were going through. And um, I that technique in terms of the physical aspect, the kinesthetic yeah. of, you know, having your hands behind your head and then bringing them forward. So there's almost a, um, a physical bringing forward of those experiences that you can actually now bring to now, aren't they? So it's almost like you're bringing, bringing yeah. them forward and putting them on the table and giving them as an offering to yourself. 
absolutely and 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 the and the also the other offering um when i'm being terribly positive and you know healthily optimistic and trying to work beyond all the pain and the heartache and the exhaustion which is real um uh, and genuine uh, if we look at um, the sort of um, the compassionate leadership model that um, whatever models you want, who cares about the models? Um, the compassion is now, you know, right in the focus of attention for people. You know, well, what does that really mean? Well, it's bespoke to individuals unless you ask them. You have no idea in their world of their lived experience what compassion actually means, let alone leadership in a crisis. So there was a bit of unpacking that then, uh, you know, offers up and invites people to actually see from their further reflection. Well, what does that mean? Well, one of my clients actually says, um, well, there's this thing about I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna go home and relax. I'm gonna not have three glasses of wine. I'm gonna um, do the garden. I'm gonna be nice to the kids. I'm gonna. So I called it the gunner moment, right? <laughs> and um, and one of a, a nurse um, when I was having a virtual drink on the phone with her, um, she said, "Well, look. You see, the point is, Carol, that I'm gonna empty this cupboard that's been driving me around the bend for years. But guess what? Actually, I'm not gonna. I'm not." The last thing I'm going to do is actually try and empty a cupboard I haven't, I haven't emptied for years. Because all that will do is bring to me how hopeless I am at home, how I've neglected my home, how I'm too exhausted to do anything at home. And so the sort of the ladder of inference then goes to, um, well, what, is, what, what are you going to do then? Not what you're not going to do. You know, yeah. stop beating yourself up. Come on, frontline please don't beat yourself up and go home and gonna sort the world out when you're home as well. Um, and it was just a beautiful reflective moment. <laughs> it really was. So that I'm gonna might mean that you're not gonna. Yes. Yes. And you're able to make the choice about that. Yes. Okay. All right. So I love that technique about well, how do we bring our experiences of the past as an offering now? Um, what's the next um, little gem you have for us today? Uh, well, um, I'm going to skip, skip the traditional because it's very performance, but there's plenty of reflective calendars and reflective practices that you can get online. So, uh, uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm purposely missing out the performance dri driven reflection because I think this is owed to be human in a crisis. Mm. And one of my um, one of my other techniques, um, uh, memorable moments, uh, critical choices, pivotal people. Uh, I think I got I, I got no idea where I got that from, but I think it was from a doctor um, uh, many many years ago. Um, I converted it to just actually getting to know people, and this technique was um, just tell me about some memorable moments in your life, and without interruption with very clear, active listening, just hear a memorable moment. Um, from that, um, let's have a listen to some critical choices that you've made in your life. And a prompt there would be to listen very carefully to the fact that that offers up or invites people to have a spectrum of failure, of fear, of critical choices that might have been full of self-doubt, full of risk, 
uh, all those elements across the whole spectrum, not just everything or wonderfully memorable or wonderfully critical, because life's rich tapestry isn't like that. And yet trying to be the best self at work in a crisis appears to my experience to try to make you someone that you're not. And all that one can bring to the occasion, I believe, is your best self. And without unpacking where your values are, where your core beliefs are, um, this little type of reflection just invites people to know how incredible and amazingly awesome they all are about their ability to know that there are moments in your life where you had the self-doubt, where you didn't know what you were doing, where, you know, I, I defy anybody who hasn't had those moments, but sometimes to bring them out, mm. obviously, well, what's the point? The point mm. being that actually that reflective practice with pivotal people brings some joy that there are people in your life that may have been unhelpful, unkind, ungenerous to your career, to your life at the time, but on reflection, the learning that was brought possibly was compelling and has defined how you will or will not be like that person in your life. And so, I mean, you know, looking forward, I guess what's happening at the moment is going to be an incredible repository of these memories, aren't they, of how people have actually risen, rose to the occasion and, and, and what they did. But tell me, how might you integrate that? You know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a leader at the moment, um, you know, sort of working in health. How might I integrate that suggestion of, of memories, um, memorable moments into my practice? I, I think I would... Um, uh ensure that when there's debriefing, when there's meetings, that um, there isn't, uh, of course, there's the conventional optimization of the workings of a hospital, but there's actually those downtimes for being very, very clear mm -hmm. to be human. And I would be utilizing uh, a lot of the uh, meeting time to just ask how people are but also to actually reflect on, has there been a memorable moment for you this week, mm -hmm. um, this day? Um, it may be that someone's died. It may be that someone's got married. Mm. It may be that someone has given you a cake. It may be like me, that my um, grandson gave me a virtual punch um, to my heart for my birthday yesterday. Mm. Um, it, you know, it, it, what does that bring? It brings the opportunity to share emotion, to yeah. share joy and share pain as well. And I think uh, without that, um, how can we um, learn and how can we offer, offer compassionate leadership in times of crisis? Um, and, and I think the busyness may miss it out. So I would be converting mm -hmm. a couple of meetings to that. And especially pivotal people. What, what, what is it that pivotal people are doing? They're probably adapting to change would be my analysis. Mm -hmm. But actually, blow that for a bunch of bananas. They're probably being genuine. Mm -hmm. I spoke with a chair of a, of a hospital um, just last night who actually um, reminded me so this is real life experience, but she actually said that she remembered 20 years ago um, 
when she was seen to be quite soft, you know, <laughs> and that she'd never make it because she was soft. Yeah. And then she said, and, and I remember you used to say to me, Carol, you know, you're genuine. You will be believed in a crisis. You will be believed. And apparently that brought her quite, uh, you know, a, a joyous moment for yeah. her because she said, gosh, all that time ago. Um, and I said, because you can't just turn it on again, back to the, the switching the light. You cannot turn it on and be genuinely compassionate. You can't turn it on it has to come from somewhere else so it's beautiful so it's not only sharing the emotion that people are experiencing but i love the fact that it's also sharing joy as well as pain which as you say is actually even more critical at the moment isn't it that's right Carol, you've served us up two already are there more, <laughs> are there more? well actually um, I, I i also think that um uh, i just want to the phrase i've got up um in my uh, in my learning there's no learning in the comfort zone and there's no comfort in the learning zone nice. and, I got, and i got no idea again where that came from but i thought hmm, i must reflect on that because sometimes even having a conversation um here um you know it's 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 a bit scary and a bit risky um being um candid and honest about one's professional practice um and but actually there is no comfort in the learning. It's only real learning is when there is a level of risk. So yeah. isn't that what this is all about of how people can move forward? So moving forward to, um, gosh, I think I've said S-L-S-D-S-F. What did that mean, Carol? Oh, <laughs> You're I, rem I remember, um, again, back to the three circles. Don't forget, we have a thematic in our podcast series. Um, and you very kindly and very professionally um, tip me toward ensuring that there's probably only three things to get out of most things, even though it takes me about 20. Um, so let's go three things. Three-legged stool. I always used to have a three-legged stool. And I literally would sit on three legs, on, on the three legs, and I would say that it's very simple in life something to love, something to do, and something to look forward to. And I actually did this with a group of, of um, A&E, I think it was, many years ago. But can I tell a rude story? Of course. Right. We're not because, correct here. Because this was again about reflecting, uh, about ensuring that you do have something or someone to love. Yeah. And that it isn't about the, um, you know, the, the, the whole stereotypical view. It's what in your world, in your inner world, and um, music would come to mind. You know, that is a, a love and a joy. It may be a partner. It may be the dog. It may be uh, the tree. If there is something to love in crises, to reflect upon that might be useful. And that's one leg. The second leg was something to do, and that is more to do with, well, what are you doing with your one precious life? What, 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 what is it? Um, but not consume your whole life with what is part of your life. I hate work-life balance, I won't go into that, but, but life is part of work for those who care. They're, to switch off, to have something to do away from that, we are now absolutely clear, we are, I am clear, that something else to do may be a useful 
psychological, physical, mental well-being agenda. And the third uh, leg was something to look forward to. And of course, that is reflecting on, on, a, on a vision of a future that's not like now. Mm -hmm. And the, the three legs, in my view, are vital for all three elements to be in a state of being. Mm -hmm. You have to have all three. And I was actually saying this to, I've used it for all sorts of um, uh, well-being um, stuff over the years. But um, I said, um, sorry, I said, um, okay, nurses, uh, so I want you to have a really good look at your stools. Mm -hmm. But you haven't got the joke. I have, yes. <laughs> and, 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 and what happened was there was just like you, absolutely key, right? I didn't get the joke. Your pause was exactly what happened in the room, right? Until one person was literally crying and falling off her chair because she recognized that obviously I wasn't a nurse and I wouldn't have any other connotation to a stool. She wasn't falling um, off a chair, she was falling off a stool. Yes, yes. And so they refused to look at their stools because they have to look at them quite a lot. All the time we've had, it, had enough. So, so I will never forget my three-legged stool, which I use for all sorts of things. But you can hear the reflection of yeah. making sure, um, uh, again, reminded in this crisis of the um, reflection that is needed to have recovery and reset, not well, ongoing to sustain these next uh, few months, but equally so, a recovery about a vision for a future post this. And unless there is the holding on to that, um, I think there will not be a vision that allows best self to come forward. I agree, and I think that's probably the leg of the stool that actually people are losing sight of is, is what is it they have to look forward to? What does the future look like? Quite rightly, as you said, Carol. And if I've got it right, I think we've got one more, one more reflection technique. Yes. Well, um, I, I, I reckon the three circles of best self. I think I've, I've sort of morphed into that, really. Um, back to our, um, you know, inner, outer and further, yes. the three circles. Um, I literally, again, visually um, would, and I have done this with clients, drawn three circles in the room. Um, and or put three mats and stepping to the first circle and say to yourself on reflection have i been the best self i can be and um, most of the time guess what guess what the answer would be well probably not <laughs> well but anyway who's judging right you know, it's only it's only you isn't That's it right, but we'd all probably say probably not yeah probably not probably not but i think well just suppose that, that is your best self. Just suppose it's suboptimal. Sub just suppose it's just good enough at the moment. Can you stand in the circle and say, yes, this is me. I'm going to own and warts and all. Step into the next circle. And the next circle is, well, um, what is the best organisation that is being presented best community that is being presented at this very moment? Is there anything that we can learn from what we are hearing, from what we've been doing, not just Corona, 
But in the last crisis, and the last crisis before, and the last crisis before that, of course this is unprecedented, but where is the learning about the best self, the best uh, community? And because this gives you a vision, and then step into the third circle and, 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 and feel the world, and actually globally, is this the best we can do? Is the, the, the truth of evidence, is the science telling us what we may have a social contagion to really hear on the news or on the radio from inexperienced, unprofessional experts? Um, whatever it is as an example, what I do know is the three circles of um, moving toward understanding, you know, as we have a joke in the family, pull your head in, you know, best self is all you have at the moment and best may be not quite good enough, but might be the best you can be. Um, I'm sure there are tiny tweaks incrementally. What is this business about trying to, you know, be happy, happy, lappy, positive, 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 hundred percent of the time. Even I, um, who was not who is known for being 110 percent far too passionate far too over the top for a lot of people even i would actually have to just tune down a little bit of the uh enthusiasm because my fear allows me to then automatically be triggered into this in great enthusiasm as if i'm denying and so i know myself which is back to self-awareness with all of that so best self a vision of the future sit on your stools um have some memorable moments and if you want to do traditional performance management of what works what doesn't work what do we do better well fine if that suits you but there you are we've morphed it all fabulous and and i and i particularly um that piece about the best self the circle of best self really resonates for me because i've just got off a couple of coaching situations where i think people are constantly at the moment feeling they're not good enough because the need is overwhelming and um how they feel they're performing is um is um in their mind suboptimal even though they're doing the very best that they can of course so if i was to sum up um our thoughts for the day in terms of those techniques before we um we move i believe you've got a lovely poem for us um, it's about bringing that experience of the past to now. So, you know, that lovely bringing your hands from behind your head to the, to the front to offer up your knowledge, your experience, your wisdom that you've had from past experience that you can bring to the now. It's actually about using memorable moments, um, not only to explore emotion and pain, but particularly at this moment, actually to share joy, the memorable moments that were really joyful for you um, as well. Uh, then, of course, we have the, um, the, the nurse's favourite, the stools, the um, three-legged stool. And, um, you know, thinking about how stable is our stool at the moment? Actually, are we, um, are we investing in all three legs or is one a little bit wobbly at the moment? And the fourth one is the circles. And I love the, uh, again, the, the kinesthetic of moving from one circle to the other around the organization and the best self um, and, um, and the, you know, the best community and society um, situation, as it were. So four lovely techniques um, that um, I guess we can, some of them we can do um, in our own reflections. Some of them would be brilliant to actually do um, in debriefing or in conversations, um, anything that allows reflection now of course it's really going to hold us in terms of our learning as you were saying you know mm, mm, absolutely. Of our comfort zone. 
Absolutely. Right, so we, we're wow. going to finish with a poem uh, by David Wagner. <clears throat> um, indeed. Um, and I, but, uh, I, I actually would love to ensure that I um, offer up one, um, four words. Dance if you can. And that came from a medical director to actually recognize um, we just have to, in these dreadful times, dance if we can. Lost. <clears throat> Stand still. The trees ahead and the bushes beside you are not lost. Wherever you are, is called here, and you must treat it as a powerful stranger, must ask permission to know it and be known. The forest breathes, listen, it answers. I have made this place around you. If you leave it, you may come back again saying here. No two trees are the same to raven. No two branches are the same to wren. If what a tree or a bush does is lost on you, you are surely lost. Stand still. The forest knows where you are. You must let it find you. Beautiful choice again, Carol. Thank you so much. Mm. You're welcome. Yes. Good luck, everyone. So until our next episode, uh, we wish you all hope, love and joy. And um, thank you for all that you're doing for us, our family, our friends and our communities. And please survive and thrive.